Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. If you had to lose one item into the fire, what would you rather be, a hot dog or a marshmallow? 80% of people saying they, they couldn't bear to lose the hot dog. How about that? But when a marshmallow's burning, it's on fire, man. That's just a horrible feeling, too. Right. <laughs> I know. And you can't touch it. Ah, 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 so, ah, and ah. you're looking around, and everybody's occupied with their own He's thing. And dialed in the wait, somebody blow it out. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Ah, ah, ah. Welcome, everybody, to the RP Show. It is, uh, what is it? Tuesday. A shout-out to Ryan in Saratoga, New York. He's on it. He's like, hey, good afternoon. You're impressed by that, Well, eh? good afternoon, North America, but he's also saying it to Mexico and Norway because we got Armando down there. And we yeah. Trent in Norway. And- From the No Credentials Required podcast. Hey, I said to my wife this morning as I was coming downstairs, can you check the temp, please? And she did. She's like, it's 10 degrees Celsius. I said, I'm in. Spring has sprung. Can you see my? I can. My shorts. Oh yeah. I uh, summer's here, baby. And actually, after tonight, it is summertime. I know. As far as our hockey season ending, I, I saw that twenty degrees this afternoon. I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> Yesterday, the infamous Paul, the third musketeer around here, says to me, "Where's Big Bird?" Which is my Jeep that has no lid. And you actually answered it for me. You're like, it's a little cold yet, Paul. Yeah, it was, it was zero or minus three, like, first thing in the morning. Yeah, yesterday. We're in exactly. that fall weather where it's, like, sweaters in the morning and shorts in the afternoon. So uh, we will get to your comments in a moment, everybody. This is the warm-up, affectionately brought to you by uh, the Four Seasons Sports Palace. And, by the way, Georgie Yanitsos over at the Four Seasons, the Greek freak. Condolences from us on the passing of your mother. She's a great lady. Uh, always greeted you with a smile at the front door of the Four Seasons, and she passed uh, over the weekend, so our condolences to the Unitos family. Uh, on the program today, we've got Darren Urban from ArizonaCardinals.com. He is the senior writer from the Cardinals website. There's a lot of Cardinals fans we around here. We noticed the last time that we had Darren on. And his wife's from Saskatoon. Remember that? He just dropped that at the end of yeah, the we didn't. That wasn't the connection to get the interview. <laughs> no. <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of the interview, it was like, I love Canadians. My wife's from Saskatoon. What? Well, we're out of time now. <laughs> we'll have to ask him today. Yes. And Mitch Peacock will join us, the voice of the Winnipeg Ice. Pats and the Ice close out their season tonight under the orange top. And we'll talk some Winnipeg Jets with him. And can I get it out of the way now? An apology 
I was in my home steam this morning thinking, I can't forget the ice hat. I can't forget the ice hat. I can't forget the ice hat. And then I forgot the ice hat that the Winnipeg ice gave me that was adorning. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm such a squirrel. I just got to write stuff down on my hand. Yeah. I got to start. But then in the steam, it would just go. But the Winnipeg guys have been walking around the brand center, tossing out gear. You get a hat. You get a hat. Everybody gets a hat. Like Oprah. They're the Oprah of the Western Hockey League. And as Ryan said, are they just, they got a lot of money or are they just good guys? I said, both. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah. So thank you, Winnipeg guys. You've made a lot of fans here in the dub hub. One more before we get into the quick six from Simon Fudge. He says, good evening from Doha, Qatar. Just went for a jog in 30 plus degree weather, warm and humid. Hope you guys are well. Simon, are you rubbing it in? Simon says it's 30 plus degrees Celsius. He knows that we are warm weather guys, right? Yeah, he must. (laughs) Hope you're having fun, Simon. Thanks for saying hey. Roger Yee is watching from Calgary. Says, good morning, Rod Squad. We got him around the world today. Let's check in with the Quick Six Show topics, please. Director Jordan, please. Somebody turned up my volume here. I like it. Uh, Monday NHL leftovers. It begins with and ends with J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I don't, I don't remember what the final score was of the Jets-Oilers game because, as I've realized, a 3 nothing lead in the National Hockey League, no matter the teams, midway through the second period, is generally a lock. And the Oilers ran away with it, and I think the Oilers and Jets have met eight times already this year, and the Oilers have won six. And watching the game last night, watching Twitter at the same time, never a good idea, but I did it anyways. And the people are throwing in the towel on the Winnipeg Jets. And our good friend Jim Toth, formerly of TSN 11, TSN 1290 Winnipeg, saying either this is a blip and the playoffs start in two weeks and there'll be a different team or this is the beginning of the end. And I saw a lot of that. I got to just say this to the Jets fans. We got a lot watching. Now is not the time to throw in the towel. With two weeks to go in the regular season. I understand they didn't have Nikolai Ehlers. Who knows if Blake Wheeler's at 100%. That's not the point. You said you didn't watch very much hockey last night. I watched two games. The Flames and the Habs didn't have playoff intensity. I'm sorry. And the Jets and the Orders. And it did. But I mean, McDavid, he had, a, he had another hat trick last night. And he's just blowing by the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Hellebuck's eyes get this big. Look, I understand it's a little bit of uh, intimidating when you got Connor McDavid coming down at yet 117 miles an hour. You got it. This is what Paul Maurice is doing today with his coaching staff, figuring out a way to stop Connor McDavid defensively. And it doesn't begin and end with Connor Hellebuck, but you know what they're going to say. Connor, you are the best goalie in the National Hockey League. Okay, you're our guy, but you need to start playing like it. You need to be the Connor Hellebuck that we know. No more of this allowing three goals on six shot stuff or letting McDavid uh, overwhelm you because there's only one or two points between the Oilers and the Jets and the standings. And, and I saw the people on, I know this is going on real long, but I'm passionate about it. I saw the people last night in Winnipeg saying, oh, we couldn't beat the Oilers in the 80s because they had Gretzky. Now we can't beat the Oilers in the 2020s because they got McDavid. That team had five Hall of Famers in Edmonton. Nobody was beating Edmonton. Nobody. Not just a Winnipeg. This team has won. Won. 
Connor McDavid. And other teams are figuring out how to get this guy off his game. We talked about it last week. So, no, Paul Maurice isn't throwing in the towel. They're devising a way because they know they're going to be playing the Edmonton Oilers in round one to neutralize Connor McDavid. Everybody needs to be better. And by the way, when you turn the puck over in the offensive zone, don't just stand there and crap your pants and just look and see McDavid go the other way. You know, we, I've said all year the Jets are probably the fastest team in the National Hockey League, but you don't have to just skate one way. You can skate two ways. Backchecking's been a problem with the Winnipeg Jets all year. So look, maybe they don't figure it out, and maybe they wilt in round one against the Edmonton Oilers, but I expect way more from the Winnipeg Jets. But to see people throwing in the towel with two weeks to go in the regular season because you can't beat the Oilers in the regular season, very disappointing to me. It's a seven-minute rant on point one, Darren. <laughs> I want more of it. I want of more what? of that. And I think our viewers do, too. Why? What are they saying? Well, they're into it. And, <laughs> you know, it's good. I mean, we have a passionate fan base, too. And, I mean, Edmonton does. So do the Jets. But they, they can play with anybody. Right, but it's those mistakes. You talk about no back checking. You talk about the goaltending has to be there. You can't have those lulls. McDavid will put You're it not in the back win of your that net way. so fast. Hey, by the way, our dude Chippins watching from Seattle. He says RP the best to do it. I chatted with Nick Lewis out front of the uh, studio here before I came in, and I said, "Your dude Chippin in Seattle. I like that guy." And Nick's like, "He's all in, man. He watches the show all the time. Remember when we had him on last yeah. week?" And. Uh, He's watching today. We're talking about the Winnipeg Jets. I don't understand why the Americans care about this stuff. But we're not stopping now. That's right. I didn't want to put it on Twitter because it would live there forever. But I'll say it here. Here's what I was thinking when the Flames were wilting to the Montreal Canadiens. And I said I was watching all the games. I was last night. Flames are coming onto the ice, and Rick Ball's calling the game, and he goes, playoff atmosphere here tonight for the Canadians and the Flames. And then they dropped the puck. To me, that was the end of the playoff. I didn't get a playoff vibe off the Calgary Flames last night. And when they lost another one, 2-1 to Montreal, which probably sealed their fate, I'm like, oh, well, Calgary can go back to ignoring the Stampeders earlier than normal now. (laughs) Too soon? It's the way it is in Calgary, (laughs) unfortunately. That that was a big opportunity, right? Gone. Vancouver now, yeah. you know, you look at Vancouver and Calgary, you know, I'll, I'll never write them out until they're actually out because there's some talent there, but it's tough now. And when you look at Edmonton, Winnipeg, it's not about necessarily the results right now for Winnipeg and Edmonton. It's about preparing for a playoff series between Winnipeg and Edmonton because it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Oh, right. That's, that's what they're doing today. It's coming. Paul yes. Maurice isn't sitting in his office, wringing his hands, making golf tea times. He's looking at the video from last night saying, how do we stop this guy? How are other teams stopping this guy? Watching the, He's probably already been doing it, if he, right? Trying to get his players to do it. Anyways, where was the comment here from uh, Jack in Alberta uh, regarding Goldberg? Can you guys put it up on the screen? It just came up here. Can you find it? Oh, here it is. From Jack and Vulcan, Alberta, he says, did you fellas know that Wanda Goldberg, wife of pro wrestler Bill Goldberg, is from Saskatchewan? Yes, guy. She's from Emerald Park. I've known that for 20 years. 
It's a Saskatchewan thing. We all know each other. Like, yeah. We all knew that. Everybody. Long time ago. I like it. From Chip In. Yes, our founder and CEO is all in. He's watching always, even while he's working. I don't get why the Americans love this so much. How about that? How about that? From John in Edmonton, he says to the Stampeders fan, Jeff, Rod, how do you feel about what Rod has said about the Flames today? What, that they lost? Didn't you watch the game? They lost. How do you get mad at me for pointing out that they lost? Anyways, moving on. Just so you know, heading into the spring, we'll be all over the Stanley Cup playoffs and uh, the National Hockey League because you will be too. Point two, hey, they're playing in the queue. And last night, best of five opening round series, Victoriaville, Shikutami advanced. And again, in the dub hub, the Winnipeg heist had a big uh, heist over the PA Raiders yesterday. Big third period comeback. Peyton Krebs plays his last game in the Western Hockey League tonight before departing for Las Vegas in the Golden Knights. We'll be calling it, okay? 6 p.m. Mountain. And 7 p.m. Mountain is Canada against Sweden on TSN. So set your PBRs for both. Connor Bedard, Shane Wright, and Team Canada taking on Sweden. Moving on. Point three. Canadian football groups have sent a letter to the Canadian Football League wanting to be kept abreast of any potential league rule changes in a merger with the CFL and the XFL. I talked to some of those football organizations yesterday. More than anything, they're a little disappointed they didn't get a response from the Canadian Football League. But that is a matter for another time. I'm sure you read the story. How do you feel about, uh, who was it? Canadian Football Officials Association. I think Football Canada. There was three or four bodies that got together and sent a letter to Randy Ambrosi saying, we'd like to know what's happening here. And here's why. Think about this for a second. Because I've known about this letter for 10 days, I think, that it was going If you're going to change field dimensions in Mosaic Stadium in Saskatchewan, IG Field in Winnipeg, and McMahon Stadium in Calgary, that affects the Dinos, the Rams, the Bisons, McGill out in Montreal. You get it, right? So they want to know what's going on. For sure. Of course they do. What was your take on that news? I think, you know, concerning a little bit in terms of why do you have to send a letter? Right. What's happened that you have to send a letter and why aren't there open lines of communication? You know, and it's not that like and the CFL will be sitting back being like, look at when there's something to tell you, we'll make sure we keep everybody informed. But those leagues and those other different organizations don't feel that that's coming. So there's a reason they sent the letter. Right. And didn't get a response and didn't get a reply. So it's a fractured relationship. And is a complete lack of working together, which is unfortunate. Um, hey, this is good. They're going back and forth in Alberta about my uh, comments on the Flames, and Calgary can start ignoring the Stampeders earlier than normal because the Flames are going to miss the playoffs. Jeff says, par for the course, no feeling. See, they can take their shots over there at the 306. Oh, the yeah. second I lob one back over the border, I'm the jerk. See how it works. Gotta be okay with it. Yeah, you're not having it anymore. Not having it. Shadows watching from Brandon, Manitoba. Shadow says, and this phenomena occurs in CFL cities near you. What is he referring to? What are you referring to, Shadow? The guy who called me the Howard Stern of sports talk the other day. We're getting hung up on uh, a few points here, which is fine. 
but we do got to move. Uh, point four, the final CFL Scouting Bureau rankings uh, came out yesterday. Joshua Palmer has leapt to number one overall. Tennessee wide receiver from Mississauga, I believe. Toronto suburb. Joshua Palmer, number one. Chuba Hubbard has slipped to number five. And I wonder why. I wonder why. There's going to be a conference call today with Rams prospect Kyle Borsa, or he's a Ram star, he's a CFL prospect. We're going to be on that, so we'll see what happens today, what he has to say. What is interesting about the CFL draft, Darren, as you know, is what's your need? For instance, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, which are here in our backyard, I don't think they're looking at Josh Palmer. They've got tremendous, tremendous young Canadian receivers, right? Maybe they take a flyer on Chuba Hubbard. I don't know, but that's how the CFL draft is just a different animal than any other draft. You're not taking the best player. No. Maybe I, the best player at your position that you need, but yeah, not the best player overall. That's right. And, and unfortunately, the difference is you're not drafting a franchise-altering player. I mean, drafting – and I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been franchise-altering players that have come through the Canadian draft. Um, but – predominantly where do you need help where can a canadian slot in and really you know tilt the scales in your favor and he will for somebody when you can have a, a star canadian receiver or on the line or you know it'll be fun to watch and, and see where it all shakes out it really will jason from red deer the puck and pigskin podcast has done a super chat he's dropped five dollars to get us to say dang it guys sorry i'm late there's a real S&M dominatrix thing going on. Like they, they, <laughs> they, they, they like when I yell at them. Some people do. And hey, different strokes, right? Oh my God. For different folks. I think they would call them a submissive. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. This is daytime TV, not late night TV. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's the rule, right? You know, if you, if you want to be involved in the chat, which we love... Drop some change. You gotta pay, well, you got to pay the fine when you're late. If you show up on time, it's a free game. Hey, uh, I see that Darren Urban is locked in and ready to go from Arizona, so I'll just fly through the last few points here. Uh, number five, the Toronto Blue Jays are home to Washington. Home-ish in Dunedin, Florida tonight, opening a midweek set. Jays 3-3 three and three in Dunedin, by the way. And a little later on, I'm going to read off the entire injury list for the Blue Jays. It's a who's who, don't you know? It's amazing they're still in contention in the American mm -hmm. League East. Big game tonight. And point six, the story that Darren broke yesterday, Brandon Cote will be Mike Babcock's assistant coach with the U of S men's Huskies hockey team. Brandon Cote joining Mike Babcock on the bench of the Huskies. We'll talk about that later, okay? Sounds this good. This has been the warm-up for the four-season Sports Palace. And when we come back, we're going to Arizona, the Valley of the Sun. Darren Urban of the Cardinals joins us in advance of the NFL draft. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Uh, live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. 
Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. Follow us on Twitter at May and at earthechofoods. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. And I see that they're going, uh, they're raging in the comments section of the program here on Facebook and YouTube about the Canadian Football League draft. We're going to talk NFL draft coming up. And Jim Noble writes in, he says, Rod, do you know how round three of the NHL will work considering the border closure and COVID? We were kicking this around in the break. First two rounds, as you know, for the Canadian division will be played in Canada. We believe rounds three and four will be conducted out of bubbles in America, and those, the team that's left in Canada will travel down into the bubble. It's not hard to go into the States. It's very hard to come into Canada in the COVID climate. But you'll be hearing more about that as we get closer from the TSN, NHL, Insiders, and Sportsnet. All right, Darren Urban, thank you for sitting through all of that. Arizona Cardinals senior writer. we got a lot to unpack with him. Darren, uh, welcome to the program again. Good to see you. Happy draft week. Uh, how big a how big a week is it down there for you and the cards getting ready for Thursday? Well, I mean, this is always one of the the biggest weeks of the year. Uh, obviously, it's a big week across the NFL. I mean, this is this is basically where teams are are building uh, building for the future. Uh, we all know the stars out there, but you, you better hit on your draft picks. And so, this is always this is always a, a monumental week in a lot of ways with how teams are are going to be constructed over the next few years. There's been some wonderful coverage of draft previews. It's not very hard to find them, but I can't imagine that the general manager of the Cardinals, Steve Keim, is sitting down and telling the media, this is what we're going to do. There's probably a lot of misinformation out there from all NFL teams. What, do you, what have you identified as the Cards' needs going into this draft? Well, ultimately, uh, you know, they, they do have a couple places where, hey, it wouldn't be too bad if, if they were able to improve. Cornerback is probably the first place for this team. Uh, they did sign Malcolm Butler, uh, the former Patriot, the former Titan, uh, to, to replace Patrick Peterson. But depth-wise, they could use another quality long-term solution there with some talent, and it would be awesome if one of these top cornerbacks was there when they picked in the middle of the first round. That might not be possible. And one of the things Steve Kime always does for the Cardinals, and, and most teams try and do this, but I, I think Kime has done a nice job the last couple of years, is filling the problem spots in free agency before you get to the draft so you're not put in a position where you have to take somebody. Butler being signed is a great example. If they hadn't signed Butler, they'd almost have to take a cornerback early. Now they have a little bit more leeway. So 
you know, could they take a cornerback? Yes. Could they take a receiver? Yes. When you're picking 16, which they haven't picked this low since I think the 2016 draft, uh, there's a lot of things that are going to happen in front of you that you don't know exactly how it's going to play out. So you better be fairly flexible in what direction you might be willing to go. Well, let me ask you this. We've got a lot of questions, and we'll take some from our viewers, too. The Cardinals fans have woken up here in Canada there. <laughs> Go Cards, everybody's saying. Sea of Red. Of course, we'll get to your comments in a, in a moment. But have I read this right? We've got five quarterbacks that could go in the top ten, and then beyond that, it seems like somewhat of a thin draft, Darren. What is your take on this draft, the talent pool available over the Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Well, I, I mean, I think you're going to have the same the same kind of breakdown in terms of the first round that you normally have, which is there's probably, you know, anywhere between 10 and 15, you know, elite type players, depending on how these teams are drafting. And then after that, it's, it becomes about need and it becomes about how you might be able to develop as a player. I do know that there's a lot fewer players in this draft than there normally are, and that's because of COVID uh, and because a lot of players took the opportunity to go back to school instead of being a late round pick and maybe boost up their draft stock a little bit more uh, after a full college football season, hopefully this fall. So there's fewer players available, which means the back end of this draft is probably going to be a little bit more of a crapshoot than it normally is. And it normally is one anyway. So, hmm. um, you know, I, I think getting those players early, uh, I think is going to be important. And I think in the back half of the draft, it's going to be a lot more of uh, you know, we'll see what we get. We're sitting up here in the, uh, the heartbeat of the CFL, the breadbasket here, the Bible belt. What's the buzz in the Valley regarding the cards? Because a few years ago you had the number one overall pick, right? And you went with Cotter Murray and I think one, uh, one on that day, but you're 16. This year, like, is the hype anywhere close to what it was when the Cards took number one that year? No, I mean, you're, you're naturally going to have a lot more hype around your team if you've got the number one, one overall pick. I'm sure Jacksonville and waiting for Trevor Lawrence right now is a big deal. And even those other teams that have, have a chance at getting a, a franchise-altering quarterback at the very top, I mean, that's, that's what the draft season's all about is those, very, those teams at the very top who can hopefully change – the direction of their franchise. The Cardinals are in one of those places uh, where a lot of teams are, which is they've got a guy that they're hoping is their franchise quarterback. He's been very good so far. So I believe they made the right pick there, uh, but now you've got to make that next step and they're right in the middle of it. And they should have made the playoffs last year. They blew it down the stretch uh, they only needed to win one of their last two games to get in the playoffs. They didn't get that done. So there's a little bit of, of pressure on them to, to make that next step. They've signed these, veterans like A.J. Green and J.J. Watt to try and kind of stabilize the locker room. And and now you're hoping that they can get a draft pick in this middle of the first round that can make at least some of an impact. But I think they are a team at the point where the guys that are going to make the ultimate decision on where this uh, season goes is all going to be about the guys that are already on the roster, whether it's a Kyler Murray, whether it's a J.J. Watt coming through or, or any of that. So I, I think the draft for a team like this is more about supplementing than anything else. Arizona Cardinals senior writer Darren Urban with us from the Valley of the Sun. Twitter account in Toronto, Beneath Sports, writes in and says, Hi, Darren, do you think Kyler Murray will take the next step to a superstar level with the new additions and another year in the offense? 
Well, I know the Cardinals are counting on that, and I think that's that's a big deal. I mean, a quarterback going into this third year, I mean, that's you're going to know a lot about where this guy is by the time this year is over. And he, and again, he made some giant strides last year, and I did think he was deserving of his Pro Bowl berth. But he's he's going to have to get better in certain parts of the game, and and getting skilled players around him, improved skilled players, that helps. Hopefully, AJ Green can have a bounce back year. Hopefully the improved offensive line will do some things, but there are things that Kyler Murray needs to improve on. I think the mid range passing game, um, you know, some of the decision-making at times I think can only get better. And uh, I don't know if he will for sure. I'm not that kind of person. I I think he can. I don't know if he will for sure. I do know that uh, if he does, I think this team is going to be incredibly dangerous come the end of the season. I got to ask you this: If uh, is the honeymoon over for Cliff Kingsbury with Cardinals fans? You know, I, I think there's a lot of expectations there, and I think there was some disappointment with how the season ended last year. But whether you know the direction that all goes, and, and you know how fans are. I mean, if this team plays really well and makes the playoffs, everything's going to be forgotten, and it's all good. And if you struggle. Uh, it wouldn't have mattered what they did in the past. They're going to be frustrated. So ultimately, I, I think it, it's in front of uh, Cliff Kingsbury now for whatever uh, legacy or story or narrative that he wants to put out there for himself. Uh, you know, it's going to depend on how his players play for him. Um, and I, I do think that he's learned a lot over these past two years. And I do think it's going to be a very interesting year how this plays out for him. Because again, I do think there's a certain amount of pressure on this franchise to make that next step and at least get into the postseason. Hey, Darren, just a couple fun questions here. Now, just at the end of the last interview we did, we dro- you dropped the note that your wife was Canadian. If I heard you right, that she was from around here-ish. What's the story on that? Uh, so my wife isn't Canadian. She was born in the States, but she moved to Edmonton uh, when she was in grade school and grew up there and, and went to high school there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she... She was in high school and, and uh, right about the time Edmonton and the great Gretzky teams and Mark Messier. And um, she happened to be in a bar when she was finally legal uh, on the night that they had won the Stanley Cup and was fortunate enough to take a sip out of the cup uh, when a couple of the guys, I'm trying to remember who she said that was there. I want to say maybe Kevin Lowe, maybe Messier. I'm trying to remember exactly who it was. It's been a while since I've heard the story, but she's quite proud of that part of her life. It's okay. It was only 36 years ago, man. That's all right. My, my guess, probably Pat Conacher, probably Gretz. So on the hockey vein, uh, and, I'll, and I'll leave you with this. I mean, is your office at State Farm Stadium or is it in Tempe? Where do you go to work every day in normal times writing for the Cardinals website? I go to work in the Tempe facility where they okay. practice all the time. I mean, obviously, I spent a lot of time at State Farm Stadium, and I've been to the hockey arena many times but uh, next door, but I, I spend most of my time uh, in Tempe. Right. So my question is because the Coyotes are just across the parking lot from State Farm Stadium. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in Arizona. Not enough, but I'm wondering if hockey is gravitating at all catching the Valley because there's this tremendous race for the final playoff spot in the Honda West division. Does anybody know about it in Phoenix, what the Coyotes are doing? <laughs> you know, I pay attention to the Coyotes. In my, in my past life as a newspaper reporter, I actually was the beat writer for the Coyotes for a season. So uh, I do pay attention to what they do. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily say 
it, it's catching, uh, you know, with all the issues that that franchise has had and the changes in ownership and the struggles that they've had to, to keep their good players, I think that's tough sometimes. And right now, uh, the Phoenix Suns, the basketball team, which uh, because it's the oldest fran- professional franchise around here, has got a real deep roots with a lot of the fan base. And they're playing so well, that tends to catch the attention right now. But I do think uh, there's a lot of hope for the Coyotes that they can slip in the playoffs. I mean, the way they're constructed right now, they don't have the, the greatest talent base. And so I think to get there, I think would really show the coaching job that Rick Tockett has done this season, especially with some of the goalie injuries they've had. But uh, we'll see what happens. I, I think once they make the playoffs, I think everybody pays attention the best they can. But it's been a very weird hockey season in a lot of ways. Yeah, no doubt. Well, the fact that they're even in this close in contention is, you're right, an amazing job done by Tuckett. And the Suns upset the Knicks last night. You're right. We're starting to pay attention to what's going on there, too. So, Darren, I love our visits. Enjoy the week for all that it is. Like you said, it's one of the biggest weeks of the year, and I appreciate the time today. Thanks, Rod. Darren Urban joining us from Phoenix, and uh, he is the senior writer at ArizonaCardinals.com. Dupes, before we break, and I know we're a little up against it, this was your question yesterday for the poll for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Now, I'm just about to tweet it, <laughs> and yours was, uh, he, you know, he just said, hey, they're not really paying attention to the Coyotes because the Suns are doing great, and it's NFL Draft Week. Your question was, what has your attention the most here in Canada this week? And I just want to know that I have the options right, okay? So I'm just about to tweet them. I never did it. They outset of the show. NFL draft was one. Yep. Should I put NHL, CHL as another? I kind of, yeah, you decide. I had NFL draft, NHL stretch run, junior hockey, or Major League Baseball. MLB. Well, I was thinking, what about... NBA. Can we lump the Blue Jays and the Raptors into the same poll or not? Or should I? You know what? No, you could lump. That's why you want to do the hockey together so you could separate yes. baseball and basketball. I'm cool with that. Well, here we go. Here's the poll question today. I'm just about to hit tweet. What has your attention the most this week? NFL draft, NHL, CHL, Major League Baseball, or other? And then you can put in whatever you want. I'll put other. What? Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what other sport? For sure. My God, we just had a great race at Talladega on the weekend. Brad Keselowski watched or uh, won it. Didn't you watch it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got (laughs) you. We'll be right back. Sports update. I want to tell some stories, too. I can't lie. About Arizona. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody, to the RP Show. Sports update, Connor McDavid registered his third hat trick of the season and the ninth of his career as the visiting Edmonton Oilers dismantled Winnipeg 6-1 to leapfrog the Jets for second place in the Scotia North Division. Tyler Toffoli scored the game winner late in the second for his fourth goal in as many games and his team leading 25th of the season as the Montreal Canadiens beat the host Calgary Flames and Drake Batherson scored the game winner 11:41 into the second as the Ottawa Senators edged the visiting Van 
Vancouver Canucks 2-1. In the queue, Mikhail Abramov scored the winner. 118 into overtime, and the Victoriaville Tigres edged the Rouen-Noranda Huskies 1-0 Monday to win their first-round series. Uh... Pierrick Dubé had three goals and four points, while Dawson Mercer scored once and set up two more as the Saganine toppled Sherbrooke 7-3 to sweep their best-of-five first-round series, three games to none. And Maverick Bork potted a hat-trick before tacking on an assist, and Vasily Potomarov added a pair of goals as the Shawinigan Cataract beat Ramuski for a 2-1 lead in their best-of-five first-round series. Game four goes Wednesday. The Raptors have won five of their last six after Pascal Siakam scored 25 points and rookie Malachi Flynn added 18 in a 112-96 victory over the depleted Cleveland Cavaliers in Florida. DeMar DeRozan had 37 points and 10 assists and the San Antonio Spurs outlasted the Wizards 146-143 in overtime. Did you hear that? 146-143. Oh, yeah. No defense. Bradley Beal had 45 points for the Wizards. What did I say? Watch this guy. You can't believe that I'm in on that. Did you see the clip of Kevin Love against the Raptors? No, what do you do? Uh, We'll have to watch it, and maybe, I don't know if we can pull it up from social media, but uh, he was so disinterested with with the Cavaliers that the referee... Inbound, gave him the ball at the end line for him to inbound the ball, and he just slapped it back into play. Just like slapped it and walked away, and the Raptors got it and put it in three point. I didn't see it. It was insane. Anyways, this sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I don't know where I heard it this morning. I think it was on ESPN. Maybe TSN. They said Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets take on the Raptors tonight. I'm like, what? He's back playing? Oh, wait, he's the coach. I know. You know what I mean? You take your eye off the ball for a second and you realize, oh, yeah, Steve Nash is back playing. Wild. Anyway, so we got the poll results up. And this is an interesting, very interesting question, I think. And it was Darren's idea. What has your attention the most this week? And our options are NFL draft, NHL, CHL, Major League Baseball or other. And I don't you guys already got it up. Nice work back there. Oh, Clark's voted 18 times. (laughs) for baseball 25 percent have baseball on facebook here's the breakdown on twitter 39 percent voting for hockey nhl and junior 39 percent leads 37 percent nfl draft 13 percent major league baseball and nine percent other and some guy wrote in oh from the unofficial regina pats podcast and said the under 18s Well, of course. And TSN is blaring, trumpeting that they're broadcasting all of the games. And, well, they should. Connor Bedard and crew. Team Canada. Um, (laughs) Chris Bird in Toronto says, Thanks for the junior hockey update. In the Toronto area, we now know what William Nylander ate for breakfast, but no idea how the Marlies are doing. That's kind of a conversation that we had yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And on that, I mean, I'm sure they, they love that, that you read the Q scores. If you didn't know, Mikhail Abramov is a Leafs prospect. Over <laughs> a point, he gave. Had to get it in there. Had to get it in. Uh, from Allie Hicks. Allie says, I'm watching a few minutes on break. Back at work. Really enjoyed the Mike Edom interview. He certainly has made the most of the time away from the field. Looking forward to watching today's show tonight, recorded from Game Plus TV. 
Have a great day, RP Show. Allie, you have a great day. Don't you love the positivity there? I love it. And I want to say something. My friend Troy in Toronto is watching from Sober Athletic Wear. And he says, I'm pretty sure most people who attend Coyotes games are there to cheer for the opposition because so many people are from somewhere other than the Phoenix area. That was my experience when I attended a game, and they were playing the Red Wings. 50% of people in attendance were cheering for Detroit. I got to say something here in this few minutes that we have left in this break, and it's completely away from what NFL draft talk, CFL draft talk. We, for those of you that don't know, when I was with the Rough Riders, the last five years, at least four, we hosted a party in Glendale, Arizona for Rough Riders fans at a Coyotes game. And I got to, and the only reason was a good friend of ours owned the team, Gary Drummond. I think it was his idea. I'm trying to remember it, even how it began. 2015 was the first year. So I got down there and I met with all the Coyotes people, which incidentally, they've all changed now. It's been six years. Nobody hangs around there forever. And our friend doesn't even own the team anymore. But we sat in these marketing meetings. And, of course, they had no idea, as we were planning, Ryderville, Arizona. They had no idea who we were, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, which is fine, by the way. I'm going I'm to tell you the real entertaining part of the story. So the guy sits up at the end of the table, and he goes, oh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I Googled it. You guys are the oldest football team west of the Mississippi River. I'm like, I have no idea, man. This is what I know. We outsell four NFL teams with merchandise. We outsell the rest of our league combined in merchandise. Okay? This is our, we are 100 years old, 105 years old, actually, at that time, or whatever the hell it was. And then they all sat up because they realized there could be some money to be made. And then they asked for some ideas on community involvement, how they could increase the footprint of the Coyotes in the Valley. And they'd been there since 1996, and they have virtually no brand. Darren Art Urban just said it, right? Nobody pays attention. And they're like, this won't work. That won't work. We're battling the Suns. We're battling the Cardinals. We're battling Barrett Jackson. We're battling this. You know, I guess you should fold the franchise. Honestly, I'm like, with an attitude like that, I guarantee it won't work. You gas up the plane, and I actually told the owners, gas up the plane and fly your staff to Tampa or Los Angeles or Dallas. Do you think those were hockey hotbeds, which they now are? But these guys didn't own the team long enough for that to happen. That's why I was so astounded when I went into Vegas and just saw it right from its infancy to where it is now, they have literally made it a hockey town. It's unbelievable. It's a hockey town. They're hockey crazy, building rinks everywhere. Golden Knights. Now, they were the first pro team, but now the Raiders are in town. Nashville, same thing. Nashville, too. But you don't just wave a wand and snap your fingers and think that it's going to happen. I know the hard work that the Vegas Golden Knights staff put into this. 3,500 people showing up to watch their practice, for God's sake. It's, it's unbelievable. But in Arizona, it's been 25 years, and they still don't have a brand. Because it won't, this won't work, that won't work. That's why I'm just so upset at what's gone on in there. And the NHL has failed the Valley. The Valley has not failed the NHL. And there's the reason why. We'll be back in a moment with Viewer Takeover. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. 
you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It's viewer takeover. Why the heck not? I'm cool with that. I'm sure you are. Always. Uh, By the way, coming up in hour two, Mitch Peacock, the voice of the Winnipeg Ice. We're going to talk about major junior hockey. We're going to talk about the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Rob Williamson. What the heck? He's watching in southern Ontario. He writes that he says, two years ago today, the Canadian Premier League had its first inaugural match. Let's give them a shout out on the show. We just did. There you go. And Saskatoon is getting a pro team. You know, how far can the Queen City be behind? The sweatpants capital. Thing is, I don't really want these pro teams in our town. And you know why. I like the road trip to Saskatoon to go watch the Rattlers and go watch the Rush. And now it'll be the Saskatoon whatever whatever's. The soccer team. They're going to have a name the team contest, I understand. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the CPL... We're into it. You were going to say? I, I fully want to be calling their games. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. Who do I got to suck up to? I'm going to be the Ted Lasso of the CPL. I know a guy. Don Mitchell writes in and says, Hey, Rod, your last comment about the Coyotes sounds so much like the lack of youth sports coverage by Canadian media. No universities or sports media want to do the work to get interest off the ground. From Beneath Sports in Toronto says, Hey, Rod and Darren, in relation to your conversation about the Coyotes, 471 episodes in, how do you keep things fresh and continually build your brand? Hashtag keep it going. It relates to all of what we've just talked about for the last 15 minutes. Going out into the community, going out and talking to the teams and responding to the consumers. Viewer takeover putting in the work how do we keep our brand fresh we float we roll with it cfl's not playing now we're broadcasting major junior games yeah tonight don't, right don't overthink it right no don't overthink it and think of what do we have to what have are we going to talk about today have fun literally have fun and talk about what you're interested in because that's always developing and it's engaging yeah people like the positivity uh from the prairie mobile text line Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel mobility dealer, and you can write us always at 306-840-8777. It's from Ray in the 6. Hi, Rod. Excited to watch the under-18 team play tonight. It'll be nice to see the two youngest stars in all of hockey playing your boy, Connor Bedard, and Shane Wright. Taking a night off from the North Division. Taking a night off from the North Division is never a bad idea. Emotions are just getting too high. What's going to happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs? We're in the stretch run right now. You don't have to hang on every win and loss now in the next seven days, but the playoffs are coming. So if you need to take a breather, this is kind of the time to do it because I think we're pretty, I mean, it's not locked in, but I think we are pretty comfortable with who's going to play in the first round. Uh, So, yeah, we're calling a game at 6 p.m. Regina and Winnipeg. And I can't wait. It's Peyton Krebs' last game ever in major junior hockey. And a few other guys, too, by the way. And I'll be PVRing the uh, under-18 game. Don't tell me! Are we going to be able to not know what the score is? Does that, does that happen anymore? I don't know. Are you able to do that? Um, 
Kevin Brandino watching. He says, um, opening day at Deer Valley. That's what he's focusing on. Golf, our official golfing partner here, Deer Valley Golf and Estates. I'll be swinging by to see 240 Gordy today for my golf lesson. Sweet. Yeah. I got a tea time this weekend. My brother, uh, I, here's one. Two. Here's two. Dean Tix watching in Green Bay says, I appreciate this show because it talks sports and not the latest absurd hot take to attract an audience. Thank you. And from Puck and Pigskin, he says, Rod, who's the most exciting professional athlete you've seen? It's got to be Wayne Gretzky, and I'll never forget. i got to race to get this in. My dad took us all to Edmonton as kids to watch the Oilers. Farm kids, right? And my middle brother, Reed, couldn't believe that Gretzky never came back past center ice into his own. Never. And he goes, if he played for me, Gretzky, I'd cut him. I said, you would. You actually would cut Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) Wayne, do whatever you want. You're Wayne Gretzky. See you in hour two. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.